Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Broken Banquet, a podcast about missions. We are your hosts, Will Bailey and Dr. Ashley Goad, and we're glad that you've joined us for another conversation about the church and mission, about what healthy mission relationships can look like, and as we hear from others who have dedicated their lives in one way or another to mission work. We're so glad you've joined us, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Will. How are you? Will, this is the best day ever. Why is it the best day ever, Ashley? Well, I feel like it's been a long time coming, and now it's gotten here so quickly. And today is the day of our very first episode of The Broken Banquet. That is exciting, Ashley. I'm excited, too. Um, I do think in fairness, we have to admit that uh, this is actually our third first episode of The Broken Banquet. Um, we've had some technical issues to work through, but I think we're getting we're getting close, uh, and maybe this is maybe the third time's the charm. So I'm excited. I am too, Will. Why don't we start off by who are you? Uh, I am Will Bailey. Uh, I'm the executive director of Acts One Eight Missions in San Isidro, Costa Rica. I've been serving here full time uh, in the mission field since 2003. Uh, my wife Yolanda is from Costa Rica. And our daughter Isabella is eight years old, and she was born here. So uh, we are we're blessed that our life is here, and we also have the opportunity to travel back and forth pretty frequently between here and the United States, and visit friends and family and the churches that that are partners with us here. So that's who I am. Who are you, Ashley? I am Ashley. Ashley Goad, Dr. Ashley Goad to some. Uh, my doctorate is a doctor of ministry in leadership and global perspectives from George Fox Seminary, and I am serving as the associate pastor for global missions at First United Methodist Church here in Shreveport, Louisiana. This week, I celebrated my ninth anniversary. Woohoo! But I also call North Carolina home. My whole my whole family still lives there, and I consider it the best state in the union. And I have a husband, Chris, uh, and the best puppy dog in the entire world. Her name is Molly. Um, and we have just the best family. I love my family. I love your family. And I think there are tons of fun facts that we'll probably have over the next episodes, but maybe we'll just stop there for right now. Um, yeah, Ashley. So, I mean, you and I have known each other for over a decade. Uh, I remember we met when you came to Costa Rica with a, a volunteer team from the church that you were serving at that time uh, in Virginia. And actually, the first conversation that I remember us having, you were holding a ladder for somebody who was painting, and uh, I was standing next to you. And, and uh, we just started talking and I think realized pretty quickly that a lot of, of how you understand missions and uh, healthy mission relationships and a lot of how I understand missions and healthy mission relationships really lined up really well. And um, I, I consider that the first of many really encouraging and, and challenging conversations that you and I have had over the years. And I think that one of the things that I'm really looking forward to with this podcast is that we're going to be able to include other people now in those conversations, uh, the listeners who are going to join us, but also the people that we're going to be interviewing and, and making a part of the, the production of this, pro this podcast. 
Well, I laughed just a little bit there because it's an ongoing joke with a few of the guys on your crew that Pedro, Ugito, uh, Ugo, they all make fun of me because they say, Ashley doesn't actually work ever. She just sits around and talks to people. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I would come to your defense and say the joke's on them because you and I both know that a lot of the most important kingdom work that happens on mission trips is sitting and talking and listening and doing that relationship building. So I've got your back on that one. (laughs) Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. You know, we've been talking about this podcast for a while, and uh, one of the first names we threw around for this podcast was Mind the Missions Gap. And I think that we did that because uh, when I was writing my dissertation in 2013, 2014, that's the title that I went with, Mind the Missions Gap or Mind the Gap. And that's uh, that's taken from, you know, when you go to Europe, when you go to uh, England, especially, you see Mind the Gap mind the gap everywhere. And there are these gaps between the sidewalks or the gap on the street or the gap uh, with the subways and railroad tracks. And um, my dissertation took a look at a lot of those mission gaps that we find in cross-cultural missions. Yeah. And and I know that was a process that you went through uh, when you first got to First Methodist Shreveport. Um, Why don't you share a little bit about kind of the um, the the process that you all went through as a congregation of defining what you wanted your mission relationships to look like. Right, right. So in 2013, like I said, I joined First United Methodist in Shreveport, and our senior pastor had this great idea to create mission partnerships on every continent. But the first question that we had to answer as a missions ministry team was, what is a missions partnership? And I think that we, like most every other Western church, had this broken concept of missions, project-based, transactional, going and doing something for someone else. And we quickly realized that if we were going to live into partnerships, this had to be different. What does a healthy partnership look like between a local church and the United in the United States and missionaries or a mission organization? or a church somewhere around the world? That was the question that we had to ask. And so we first had to take this honest, hard look at ourselves and identify the gaps, our our lack of cultural intelligence in the communities that we wanted to serve and our assumptions of the people and their living situations. And we confronted our superiority and our arrogance and our lack of curiosity and humility and ability to listen. And we began to see the difference between our individualistic, task-oriented society and the collective, relationship-oriented community society of the rest of the world. Um, And then we had to decide who we wanted to be and how we wanted to learn. So we took a look at scripture, which is the best place to look, um, and we fell in love with a a verse in the most well-known book of the Bible, Philemon. Philemon. (laughs) Yep. It's a a letter that, that Paul wrote to Philemon. And this is uh, chapter one, verse six, and it says, I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Amen. So we wanted we wanted to be a Christ-centered, relationship-centered, and not just replacing a tangible building project with building relationships but making relationships our goal, not just the stepping stone to another project. So we wanted our partnership to be mutually beneficial, uniting us in Christ and sharing the table across the world. 
That's awesome. And you know, full disclosure here, um, Acts 1-8 missions um, and, and my family specifically, um, we have been in relationship with First Methodist Shreveport for years now, and you all are part of our support base, and we are so blessed by that uh, because of, of this really unique perspective that you all have as a church um, about how to approach mission relationships. And of course, we, we love all of our partners. And um, you know, we're so grateful for how faithful they've been for so many years so that we could continue to lead this ministry. The thing that I love the most about that idea of, of minding the gap and minding the missions gap, it really reminds me of something that one of my professors in seminary would talk about uh, a lot, which is the danger of reducing the differences that there are among us to mere differences, um, sort of reducing them to the point where, you know, basically, well, we all love Jesus. So let's just stick with that and, you know, be church together. And, and he would say, you know, we were created differently from one another. We were created in distinct places and distinct cultures. And God has revealed himself to us in distinct ways. And so for me, minding the gap isn't about just recognizing that, yeah, hey, there's a difference there. Let's just carefully step over it. No, it's let's be mindful. Let's be thoughtful of what those differences are and how can we learn from them? How can my life as a believer, how can my faith journey be enriched? How can I be stretched and challenged? And how can I grow by understanding better what makes one of my brothers and sisters in a different part of the world different from me? Mm -hmm. And so um, when I think about being mindful of the gap, it's to me, it sounds like paying attention to um, you know how God has revealed himself in the world um, in ways that are different from the context that I've grown up in. And so I think there are ways that we can do that that are good for everybody. And uh, so I look forward to, to talking more about that. Um, so yeah, this is, we were pretty set on calling this podcast, Minding the Missions Gap. Um, until <laughs> until this weekend and this weekend we were just chatting like we always do uh, i was in between services on sunday and you threw out a new phrase the broken banquet <sighs> yeah um <laughs> sorry about that so yeah i went for an early morning bike ride and um you know, the good thing about those early morning bike rides is i tend to get a lot of of good thinking done um, the bad thing about those early morning bike rides is I can't write any of it down. So I wind up having these, I mean, I preach just amazing sermons to myself while I'm riding my bike for miles and miles and miles. Um, nobody's ever going to hear them because by the time I get back to my house or my office, I can't remember any of what I was thinking. But for <laughs> some reason, uh, the broken banquet, that phrase just stuck in my head. And so I sent it to you and I was like, Hey, how does this sound? Um, for us as a ministry in Costa Rica, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, is is key. Um, it's just always been so important to what we're trying to to accomplish through this ministry. And and to me, the 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 way that we are connected to Jesus and to one another through that sacrament, it's just it's fundamental. So 
in uh, I think it's the Gospel of John when when Jesus is explaining to the disciples a little bit about kind of what's about to happen. Uh, he says, "What uh, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I abide in them." And and actually, I know you're going to want to jump in in a minute and talk some more about that word in particular. But um, for me, it's it's this, this idea that in some kind of mysterious, magical, perfect way we are sort of bound to Jesus um, when we participate in that sacrament, but that through Jesus, we're also bound to one another because it's not just about will um, being bound to Jesus in Costa Rica and Jesus abiding in me, but it's also Jesus abides in Ashley and Shreveport and Jesus abides in Sifiso in South Africa and Jesus abides in Sopon in Cambodia and in Mackinson in Haiti. And so, through that sacrament, um, we're not just bound to Jesus, we are also bound to one another, and that is our invitation to the table, um, to the master's banquet. And we're invited to that table as equals, and that's the key. Uh, there's no preference at that table, there's no privilege at that table, um, there's only grace and mercy. And as perfect and pure and holy as that is on a sacramental level and a spiritual level, it has been completely corrupted and manipulated and twisted um, on a practical level. Uh, we do not always do a very good job as believers, um, as churches, as um, you know, faith communities of living out that perfect invitation to the banquet as equals as we ought to. And um, I think one of the things that we agree on, Ashley, is that that has to be a starting point when we're thinking about mission relationships and what it means to be, um, you know, sitting at this table together. Uh, if we're not doing it as equals, then it's not going to work. Amen. And if I can't see the people around me who have also been invited to that table as my equals, that doesn't exclude them from the table. It excludes me from the table. <laughs> well, I don't want that. So, um, you know, what are things that we can do on a personal level and on a corporate level to, to remedy some of that? Oh, amen. Amen. Well, amen. That, that preaches to my heart. Yeah. So welcome to the Broken Banquet. Welcome to the Broken Banquet Podcast, Episode 1. So Ashley, why don't you talk a little bit about Mino, about this word that means so much to you? Oh, Mino. Mino is my favorite word. And the Greek word for Mino, the Greek word Mino, is translated to abide. And I think my love affair for this word began in 2014 on my way home from Uganda. And that was when at First Methodist, we were in the midst of creating this new missions ministry, and we were praying and searching for God to direct us. And on that plane, I opened up my Bible and it naturally fell to John chapter 15. I am the vine and you are the branches. Abide in me as I abide in you. He is the vine, strong and purposeful and true, and we, each of us, are different branches growing from that same vine, all with different gifts and callings, but united in our love for God and our love for each other and our love for those that he has entrusted to us. God has intertwined his people with this absolutely beautiful, abiding love. 
And so that was it. That was exactly what we had been looking for, this beautiful way of honoring people and cultures and differences in our world and how to create partnerships to honor God and unite the body of Christ. And the more I studied this word, the more I fell in love with a simple four-word definition, inward enduring personal communion, an inward enduring personal communion. And so we've worked uh, toward creating abiding relationships with our mission partners, both locally here in Treeport and globally around the world, uh, because of an inward connection, because of the love of Christ, and an enduring relationship, not just short-term trips and projects, and personal partnerships based on the individuals we've come to know and love, to appreciate them for who they are and their personal calling from God all the while communing with God and communing with each other through the ministry of presidents. We've made this covenant to be with each other and to live life together. And so this word Mino is now our word. This is the word we use to drive everything we do in missions. This is our purpose, to abide with those we love around the world, united in our love for God and our love for each other, and that, I truly believe that that is when the banquet table becomes united and whole instead of being broken. I think I'm going to get the word abide tattooed on my arm. Or, or Mino. Mino. Yeah. Or both. You know, all of that just makes me think about what a journey the last 20 years have been. Uh, I think there are a lot of people who might look at, at the the situation that I'm in and think that, you know, kind of I've got it figured out or think that at least I think I've got it figured out. And neither neither one of those things are true. Um, you know, we're still we're still learning things. And and I, I think about how different my approach to just being a missionary would have been from the very beginning. If the first thing that I was always thinking about was how am I abiding with the community that I've been called to serve? Um, uh, it's so exciting that that's what you guys as a congregation focus on. And I think it's exciting that maybe we can encourage some other church and, and, and walk with other churches through the process that you've already been through of reevaluating a little bit. What do we mean when we say we want to be in mission, when we, when we want to go on a mission trip? What is it that we want to, to do and, and take a, a good look at that stuff? Um, you know, we know there are times when doing things is helpful and is necessary and is a blessing. But one of the things I've heard you say often over the years, Ashley, is that we are human beings, not, not human doings. Human doings. Yeah. And so how much time are we spending and how much emphasis are we placing on just the being together instead of always feeling like we have to be doing something? So, um yeah, I can't wait. Me too. Well, I'm so excited. I feel like that this podcast is going to be so good for both of us and so good for all of our listeners. I, our plan for this is that each episode will, will include a really in-depth conversation with a different missionary or a mission family in a different part of the world, which will allow everyone that we know to get to know the people we love. I always call them that these are people I love, the people we love in different parts of the world and to get to know them like we do and learn about the work that they are doing and what it means for them to be part of the communities that they're in and 
I'm sure that we're going to hear a lot about the joys and the challenges that they all face. And I know that we're going to hear some of the really thoughtful answers to some of their tough questions and our tough questions that that we've all had to answer. Uh, We're excited about introducing you to the people we love, um, folks serving in Costa Rica, Russia, New Zealand, Uganda, Australia, Romania, Cambodia, Czech Republic, South Africa, Haiti. Oh, my. It's going to be a family reunion. Yeah, you know, Ashley, we were talking not long ago about how just how fortunate the two of us are that we have this network of of friends and people that we we love who are also serving in all these really unique contexts. And it would almost, I think, be unfair if we just kind of kept that to ourselves. <laughs> so uh, I, I think that's another one of our motivations for wanting to actually do this and put it out there is so that people can hear from these amazing families who have committed their lives to ministry in different places and some challenging places and some challenging circumstances. And um, hopefully they will be just as blessed by getting to know them as, as I know that you and I have been. Yeah. But to be encouraged and to be inspired. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I think it is going to be amazing. And I'm excited about that. And I hope that that comes across uh, to, to our listeners and um, that, that that'll be the expectation maybe when keep people come back week after week is that they're expecting to be amazed by what God's doing and, and the way that he's calling us to the banquet. So our episodes are going to begin dropping in January. We ask that you subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. You can also visit our website for more information. We might have some videos there of things we've recorded previously. Um, There might be a copy of my dissertation, some other writings that we have both done so that you can get to know more about who we are and why we do what we do. So Will, I hope you have a great day. Ashley, I hope you have a great day. I hope our listeners are all having a great day and look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks for joining us for our very first episode of The Broken Banquet, episode two, coming your way soon. Bye, Ashley. Bye, Will. You've been listening to The Broken Banquet, a podcast by Will Bailey and Ashley Goad. Music provided by Irene and the Sleepers. Join us next week for another episode. He's prepared the table. All things are ready. Come to the feast. Come to the feast.